Hey, hey, everybody. I'm driving to work at 3 a.m. because I have lost control of my life. How's it going? Um, used to be that I would stay up a little bit late on Sunday nights and I would record three episodes for the week, schedule them and forget about them and just let them go and you guys would get them straight in your ear holes at 5 a.m. on the allotted days. That is no longer the case. I have to go to bed so early on Sundays that I pretty much go to bed right after my kids and rather than hole up in my office for an hour and record podcast episodes, I spend that time with my wife and then I go to bed and then I think, well, I got a half hour drive up to the yard, so might as well do it in the car the next day. So here we are. That is going to mean the uh, production quality of these episodes kind of gets pared back a little bit. I might not always have time to insert all the little sounds and whatnot, but I like to think that it adds a degree of authenticity because this is the Brother Trucker Book Club and the conditions of recording are dictated by my career as a trucker. I work for a really good company right now. We just had our Christmas party last weekend. I got to meet the owner and my dispatcher and uh, the other drivers and their wives. There were four drivers, and then the like two nights before the Christmas party, one guy rage quit. He, uh, he caused an accident, and when that happens, you got to get drug tested. And I assume that he preferred not to get drug tested. I assume that he was also just kind of fed up with causing accidents, which... Uh, you know, it was his second in about two weeks. So we went from four drivers to three, and they were shorthanded originally. So things uh, things got really interesting this week. And then just yesterday, we found out that one of the other drivers is sick, and we got two big high-powered dispatches going out of state. So one thing led to another, and the United States dropped a nuclear bomb on the sovereign nation of Japan. Just kidding, that's a Brian Regan joke. Uh, as a result... My next three days are insanely busy. I've got like 600 mile routes three days in a row. So uh, I got to really be on the ball. Really hope that I've uh, paid enough attention to everything my trainer has taught me. He's a really good driver. He's a 20 year man. He's only a few years older than me, but he's been doing this his whole life. So uh, as long as I just remember the things that he's taught me, I'll, I'll do a good job. But anyway, um, I figured I'd record this in the car instead of recording it in the truck because the truck I drive has a cat engine with a turbo on it and that thing has really got a really high-pitched whistle every time I accelerate. I just don't know what kind of background noise to expect. I know you guys get plenty of noise on the road here when I record in the, in these, um, in the Mo-Mobile in my sister's car that I drive now. But anyway, uh, let me tell you about a couple of books. First off is one called Beastly by Alex Flynn, F-L-I-N-N. Uh, you might remember about 10 years back or so, there was a movie that came out with uh, Alex Pettifer and who was the chick? It might have been V. Hudge. And uh, it was about this, you know, spoiled rich kid who, you know, basically does the plot of Beauty and the Beast. He pisses off a witch and she curses him and he's got to make a girl fall in love with him for realsies. And uh, he tries everything that he can to, to cut corners and yada, yada, yada. And... Uh, it's, it's a bit of a mashup of, of the, uh, the, the cruelty and the reality of, of these old European fairy tales, uh, especially the one by... Um, I'm going to drive myself nuts because I forgot the, the person who wrote the original. Oh, well. Barbeau. Gabriel Suzanne Barbeau? Barbeau was the last name. Anyway, um, 
These European fairy tales were a lot crueler in reality than we as Americans in the 21st century are conditioned to remember because our understanding of fairy tales largely comes from animated Disney films. Uh, this one captures all the uh, the hardship of a real European fairy tale, but it's got a bit more of an optimistic ending. I never saw the movie, I'll have you know. You might pop on, on YouTube and see a trailer for it. I remember seeing a trailer for it and then reading the book, and the aesthetics, the visuals described in the book were pretty different from the way that the beastly messed up kid looked in the movie. He went from being, you know, the, the handsome, skinny metrosexual to like having his face all carved up and looking like it was tattooed. And, but in the book, he, it was, it was furs and fangs. It was, you know, he, he looked like a furry. So, uh, yeah, but I remember listening to the book and thinking, you know, this is, this is a really good piece of storytelling. You know, she, the author works the main character through, uh, a series of attempts to, to get around the curse and to, to satisfy it on technicalities and those all blow up in his face and he has to do the real hard work of, of getting somebody to love him for who he is and what he does and not just how he looks and and uh, you know the material things that he can provide. Uh, another book that Alex Flynn wrote is called Cloaked, which uh, I read in the summer of 2013 back on my solo run and it was really, really enjoyable because she's very talented at, at retelling fairy tales, which is a, a, a subgenre of young adult fiction that kind of you know, really filled up over the last 10 years, whether it was just modern retellings or uh, spec fic retellings, like sci-fi retellings. Um, Cloaked was kind of a mashup of different lesser-known fairy tales. Uh, I remember there being one about a toad and one about an invisibility cloak and, and so on and so forth. Uh, I looked into Alex Flynn's other works this week, and she's written a lot of contemporary young adult fiction, realistic fiction, they call it. Didn't rely on on any fantasy elements or anything. Uh, they all sound pretty interesting. She's also done a lot of, of fantasy retellings, but these are the only two books of hers that I have read. Content-wise, uh, they're pretty clean. I, I would say on the very, very soft end of PG-13, if it even goes that far. I remember there were uh, elements of teen sensuality hinted at in, in Beastly, like, you know, he goes to a prom and he, and he says ambiguously, I did everything that was expected of me, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, so, so there's that, but I don't remember there being you know any excessively crass language or, or things of that nature, especially in Cloaked. Cloaked was, was a, a lot sweeter. This, this kid, is a, he works in the shoe store at the bottom of like a South Beach hotel in Miami, and um, this like European literal princess comes to town, and he's going to try to woo her, and there's you know, a, a girl-next-door situation. It, it's, it's very sweet. At the same time, the, the stakes get high, and he's got to you know, solve a bunch of... Yeah, fantasy mysteries, fantasy cases type things to, uh, to save the world, save the girl, and, and all that stuff. So check out Beastly or Cloaked by Alex Flynn. Um, on that subject, since I'm going to be staring at a windshield a lot more, uh, I went back through my Audible account, and I also uh, access my, my mom's frequently. Uh, she's had hers for like 15 years. So uh, I've been loading a ton of books on my phone because I'm getting the kind of hours where, you know, depending on the length of the book or the playback speed, I can plow through a book in a single shift. And uh, I decided to go grab the audio of Kill the Beast, which is a book that I wrote and got narrated by a man named Jean-Michel George. He's a, a Parisian who moved to London. Um, guy's just got a boss, boss French accent, and I was so fortunate that he agreed to narrate the book. And uh, he did the, the voices really well. Obviously, his accent was perfect. 
Um, I, I've never listened to the book all the way through. Obviously, I've heard the segments and I've done uh, uh, different like chapters of it here that I was proofing for them and stuff. But I decided, oh, you know, it's somewhat pretentious to sit there and read my own book. But hey, I got time and I'm, I'm more reading it just to kind of uh, analyze Jean-Michel's performance. But the man is just ace. So if you've, uh, if you've got an Audible account, I've got a, like a, a royalty split agreement with him. So, um, you know, all purchases for, for that book, uh, a good chunk of it goes to him for the excellent work that he did. So check out Kill the Beast, obviously by, your, by yours truly, the brother trucker, Graham Bradley. A little bit under three hours. And I listened to about a half hour of it the other day. And I'm just like, man, he, he brought this to life. He, he, he put different inflections on some of the dialogue than I would have put in my head, but he, he brought Gautier Larue to life in that first conversation that they have in chapter one and just really helped to establish the tone for, for their friendship and for how it defined the, the conflict going forward in the story. So uh, that's it for those three for today. Still plenty of good Christmas books out there. I, I just started reading one in print by Washington Irving. It's called Old Christmas. I know, really riveting title. Um, he was writing about Christmas as it was celebrated in, in the 18th and 19th centuries in the, uh, the early United States. And uh, I'm really interested to see what the traditions were like then. That's kind of a, a subtopic that I've delved into this year with, with old holidays is, you know, what were they like hundreds of years ago in this country? So uh, I'll report back on, on more on that. I've also got a couple of other short print books that I need to finish. Uh, I got another Atomic Robo comic and I was reading a a Christmas book called 13 Days of Christmas by Jason Wright, I think. And yeah, I was just not in the mood to finish that when I started it yesterday and it was kind of depressing to be honest. It's about this family that like loses their house and has to move into a trailer park and you get that there's some history in the trailer park and blah 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 and I'm just like, you know what? With how things have been going this year, I'm not really in the mood to read a story about a family that has to move into a trailer park and loses their house and the son hates the dad and blah blah blah. Not that, you know, I'm at risk of that in my situation. It's just not something that I like to think about, especially at Christmas. I'm sure there are plenty of people going through that. I'm not one of them. I don't want to focus on it. So I'm going to kind of punt on that book. Maybe I'll listen to it next year. But yeah, I think for today, I'm going to listen to uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone again. That's a good whimsical one. That'll be my fourth go through on that series. And heaven knows I've got the time. But I'm a little bit long on this episode. It's a few minutes after three. I got to get rolling. Got to haul some acid to uh, a far off place. But y'all drive safe. I will see you out there.